Welcome to It's a Fit Life Creation podcast with me, Katrina Julia. I'm a lifestyle entrepreneur and a transformation coach. Jumpstart transformation to time to transform, to boss brand, to money maker, to inspiring with influence and more. So let's create. And I lost over 55 pounds four years ago with the help of Herbalife Nutrition, Meal Bags, Team Edge, NASA, a certified public accountant. I've served in over eight industries, generating others over seven to nine figure results consistently while having my own money in chaos to create a life and a business I love. It's about the passion, the purpose, the people, and the profits to create a life and a business you love. Tune in to the stories and the journey as we create It's a Fit Life Creation. episode of It's a Fit Life Creation and another incredible feature. I am here with Jessica Castaneda, who is the an amazing boss babe, a wife, a mom of two boys, and has built her business as a blogger, as an influencer, as a fitness influencer with Easy Living Today to incredible aspects and growth over the last two years. You guys, up to 445,000 page views a month, over 150,000 followers on Instagram. But what I really find even more impressive about Jessica, not just in connecting with her through Activate, but also in our first conversation together, is like her authenticity, her realness, her rawness, her relatability, her self-love. Like she does these awesome posts with, which I'm sure she'll talk about with little signs and like cute memes, like when the mom is sick and nobody cares because she's the mom and just super, super cute and super relatable. And so thank you so much, Jessica, for being here with us today. Of course. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So tell us, like first, what would you like to share with your audience, your existing audience, or someone just tuning in and finding out about you for the first time? Well, of course, my name is Jessica. Um, I'm a blogger, and they call me a fitness influencer over on Instagram. I am 30 years old. I have two kids. I have a four-year-old, and I have a two-year-old. I'm also married. I've been married for six years. Um, me and my husband, we actually worked together prior to me blogging as in the corporate world for Avon. So we were both district sales managers. And when I was pregnant with my first son, I knew that 
working a corporate job was no longer for me. I wanted to spend time at home with my son. And I just decided to quit my corporate job on a whim. On a whim. At the time, I kind of seen, um, I spent a lot of time online. And I seen Pinterest. And I seen that bloggers were doing things on Pinterest. And I was like, I'm pretty sure they're earning income from that. And then I started coming across income reports. And I was like, I think I could do that. And I had this idea where I was going to talk about mom life, you know, and just becoming a mom. And well, that went sideways. That's where my name Easy Living Today came from, actually, that I wanted to talk about simplifying life as a mom. And as time went on, I realized, okay, maybe it's not that simple. You know, I'm not, it's not that easy. And my whole blog changed, but the name stood and it more became about following my postpartum journey and then my second pregnancy journey and my postpartum journey again. And I'm so thankful for everyone who follows me and everyone who can relate to me and has given me this platform because without any of you, I would not be here right now. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love how you summed up. Wow. So much there. Like I love how you summed up so much there in that, right? Like literally like lifetimes of stuff, right? Or a lifetime, like crazy amounts of years and energy mm -hmm. and effort Two, what really stood out to me also is your gratitude and your humility and, you know, and then the evolution of the brand that you're like, it's never arriving. Like it started here, which, you know, to your point, having a husband being in corporate, the shifts, and we're going to get into deeper into that. But also the, you know, the vulnerability of sharing your, your, like we talked about before, your postpartum and then sharing mm -hmm. that with people because you knew obviously that, hey, someone can relate to this and I can help someone with this, that we're not alone. Like I'm not, I haven't had children yet, but you know, we'll get into that as far as like different things that come right. up obviously as women. And then you were like mom life to easy living. And I love that you mentioned the income reports because that was part of also what inspired me. Mm -hmm. and like the growth there and just everything on how it's evolved and the gratitude that you express to your community, to your future community, just all of it. So thank you. Thank you. So let's, let's, um, absolutely. So let's talk about how easy living today is arriving and let's talk about your story and the journey and how like not only like your family foundation, your Hispanic heritage, where you grew up, and how that impacted you into being the woman that you are today. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, well, I'm half Puerto Rican, half Colombian. My mom's Puerto Rican and my dad's Colombian. He actually lives in Colombia. Yeah. Um, I grew up in Chicago in the Logan Square neighborhood, if you know what that is. Um, it wasn't the best of neighborhoods, you know, but my mom always made sure that we were well taken care of and everything was fine at home. Honestly, I probably didn't know how bad the neighborhood was until later because our home life was good. You know, me and my mom are really close and she was always one to like believe and support. And as long as we were doing things the right way, she was always like, she was for it, you know? So I think that's partly why when it came to me wanting to quit my job, I felt confident in doing so where I know a lot of people wouldn't because my mom herself is a, not a business owner, but she's a businesswoman. So I grew up seeing that from her and that always kind of stuck with me. And I think when it came time, I was like, you know what? I have a lot of that in me and it's easy for me to quit my job. But at the end of the day, when you say about humility and things like that, 
I still remember where I came from, you know, and I still feel like I'm still here. You know, people say you're this, you know, influencer or whatever. And I'm kind of like, I'm just a regular girl. Like I run into people at Target and they talk to me and I'm at Target in my pajamas, you know, she wrote to me on Instagram. She was like, that's Target and you're so cute. And that's not what I was expecting. You're so little. And I'm like, this is me every day. You know, I still walk around in pajamas with my kids. Like, I'm still that small little girl from Chicago. And I'm, I feel like I'm not what people build me up to be. And I think a lot of that comes from my upbringing. Just, you know, uh, I can't say that I've been very close to my father. He, Like I said, he lives in Colombia. But I've always had a strong support system, even if it's just from my mom. And that just stuck with me throughout my life. And no matter where we live, no matter how things changed, that was always consistent. And I know not everyone has that. So I'm very thankful for that. And I think that has a lot to do with me being where I am now. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Wow. Um, I love so much of that. Like one, like your mom, like how you talked about, and I'm sure many of I can relate to this and many people can, like I grew up in a leaf in Houston, Texas, which, Mm -hmm. you know, back then maybe wasn't what it is now, but it was still, it was still a good neighborhood, but it wasn't a great. And then as time progressed, It became more, but there was so many things like to your point that are, you know, like my parents created the safe haven. So right. we didn't realize certain things till later on. And so I love how you, you know, edified, celebrated your mom, how she was a businesswoman. So you saw that example of a strong woman, like standing firm, you know, in her faith or whatever her belief system was, regardless mm-hmm. of what was going around to be like that rock. For your, you know, for her family, right? You right. Know, so, so the boss babe or the empowered woman, like what that you know looked like X amount of years ago, because it doesn't always look the same. You know, like exactly. Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff didn't exist, you right? Know? So we didn't have the kind of visibility that we have now. Like you know, a person that wants to grow a personal brand or a business brand. Mm-hmm. Um, then I love how you also talked about your dad because you know I'm sure you know, obviously we're here for, you know, an hour-ish episode, right? And we can't get into all the nitty gritty, but I'm sure there's a lot of story behind that. And it's not yeah. easy for your mom to have been on her mm-hmm. own, for you guys to have been, did you have other brothers and sisters? There are five of us. I yeah. have three brothers and one sister. Yeah. Wow. I had to stop to ask that because I was like, wait a minute, we didn't talk about that last time. And that's an important <laughs> piece of the story. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so five of us. And I also remember like growing up, my mom also was kind of like the um what's the word I'm looking for? I don't, she was kind of like her home was always the safe haven. So we would have cousins staying with us and like nieces and nephews. Like wow. there were always other people in our house. So it wasn't just us. We were always in a very full home. And our home was always the one where, where like we celebrated Christmas and we celebrated like it was the big family and my mom would always invite everybody over. So I always remember having people around all the time. And my dad, just to go back to that, my dad was around until, oh, I don't know how long he's been gone, but he did come here. He was an immigrant. He lived here mm-hmm. and he went back to Colombia. Okay. So there was periods of time. Like, yeah, there's, so he was here for a while. It was just, there was always a culture gap because he came here as an adult and even me growing up here, there was still a culture gap between us. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. My parents, like I'm, I was born in Poland 
and my mom's Polish and my dad's Bulgarian. So my mom came here when she was, I want to say 29 or 30 and my dad was yeah. like 25. So in certain ways, like it was really hard for them to adapt. And then like we have right. this home life and this sets of beliefs, no different than anyone else. But on top of that, you've got, you know, three countries in the same house, literally. Yeah. So I understand exactly what you're saying, because you had Mexico, you had Colombia, then you had the United States. Yeah, no, my mom's Puerto Rican. Oh, Puerto Rican, that's right, that's right. You just went to Mexico, that's right. Mexico was in my head, because you literally just got back from Mexico. Go ahead, sorry. No, and my husband's Mexican, so my kids are Puerto Rican, Colombian, and Mexican. Oh, wow, so your husband's also Mexican. Okay, wow. Yeah. So either way, you see it, but you see the foundation of it. And then I love how you just talked about, also beyond that, like recognizing and celebrating where you are and, you know, and owning it and being proud of it, you know, how the hard work pays off and like your vision and your mission, but also remembering where you came from and the story that you just talked about in Target, like, you know, that you're like, Hey, I am, you know, I'm the same. Like I was, I show up in PJs, you know, this is who I am. Like, I'm not like, Ooh, I have all of this on the outside. Like this is who I am and I'm still going to treat people great which is a testament that, you know, why you are where you are, because you've been diligent and faithful with what you had. And I'm sure you treated like people and your followers the same all along. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And like. I, you know, I'm the type I, I try, I won't say that I'm great at it. But I try to reply to every email and direct message when I get them. And I try to have conversations when people ask me for help. I'm always the type to try to respond because I feel like that's important. No, absolutely. And that's definitely been my experience with you. And side note, you guys, I wanted to share this. And Jessica and I agreed we were going to talk about this. That um, she had, uh, like, we connected via Activate. And she had all kinds of crazy stuff going on. I think your house, your house is being remodeled, I think. Yeah, like, I'm not even at my house right now. (laughs) So your house is being remodeled. Then it was, like, something, I think, with the kids. Like, obviously, everyday life. But, like, something with the kids. Mm -hmm. Then you were going on vacation, and am I missing something? No, yeah, my kids were homesick from daycare that day. That's what it was. Like, they <laughs> was, of course, that was the day they got sick. <laughs> like, on our pre-recording call, like, I was just sharing with Jessica, even before we hit record on this call, and then the last time we connected, I was, you know, she, you know, was like five, ten minutes, and I was waiting on the recording or on the uh, call, and I, you know, was like, well, maybe something happened you know, maybe whatever. And so I messaged her and I was like, Hey, like, are you still jumping on? And then I think we finally connected like 20, 30 minutes later. And, and, and I was so one, um, she had a ton going on and I was so grateful that she's still connected. And I was like, Hey, are you sure this is still an okay time? We can reschedule. She's like, no, no, no. I feel so bad because I missed it. I don't do this. And I was like, I felt so great at how it developed because years ago in all humility, I would have like, so in college, I was like sweet, nice, and even beyond that a lot of times. But then as I lost sight with what I loved, a lot of times I would become very frustrated and impatient. But I was so proud of myself for like realizing, oh, I have learned to give grace. So thank you for creating Mm -hmm. that opportunity, Jessica. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, because that's how I learned. So speaking of opportunities, let's go into talking about, you talked about some of this already. Being a wife, how you and your husband met, like, um, you know, how it was working with him at Avon and, you know, becoming pregnant and deciding to leave corporate. 
Mm-hmm. Like what was the mindset then? And, you know, how did you flow through that? And, you know, we're, like, we talked some about this with our last conversation, like what it was like to work with your husband versus the home life. So just to sum it up, you know, working, meeting your husband, working with your husband, getting pregnant, and then deciding to leave and the mindset mm-hmm. and the decision process behind all that. So me and my husband actually knew each other way before we worked together and we didn't work together until we were already married actually. So, um, however, when we did work together, it was definitely an experience. Um, I'll say he was way better at the job than I was like, he was good at it. I was terrible at it. I wasn't even good at it. So that's probably why it was so easy for me to be like, I don't want to do this. I'm leaving. (laughs) But he was so good at it. And, um, the thing was like our home life had a lot to do with work. If that makes sense. Like when we were home, we were constantly talking about this job and towards the end of it, it was kind of like miserable. Like it was like we were constantly, cause it's kind of a sales job, you know, like we're not out there selling Avon, but we're managing the people who do. And it was a very stressful environment, a very numbers based environment. And I'm a very laid back person. So that stresses me out and it stressed him out too, but he was actually really good at it. So it was good in the way that he could help me out. He helped me out a lot. But it was bad in the way that we were constantly talking about this stressful environment, like bringing this negative energy into our home. But when you both work for the same place and you have the same boss or whatever the case may be, it's hard not to constantly be talking about it and thinking about it because you're when you work corporate, that's on your mind a lot. And because we both worked that job, I think it was easy for him to understand why I wanted to quit, especially being pregnant. And, you know, it was easy. It was an easy transition. However, at that point, I had already had my blog for two years. And when I decided to quit this job, because I had another job before that as well. So I've quit twice. Mm -hmm. I didn't quit once. I quit twice. And um, at this point, when I quit my last go about of working the corporate world, I had already kind of had my blog. I had been building it as I seen people on Pinterest, you know, I was like, let me try that. And at that point I felt comfortable, a little more comfortable quitting because I knew that there was potential and I knew what I could do. So I don't know. I just feel like that decision was so easy for me because I had my mom's support. I had my husband's support and, you know, don't get me wrong. They were nervous because they're like blogging. (laughs) What is that's not a job? You know, they're kind of like, influencer god forbid no one understands that i make money posting on instagram people are just like what like minds blown till this day when i tell people like yeah this is my full-time job so when i said i was gonna quit and do this and still find a way to help support my family everyone was giving me the side eye but they were like you know she's not dumb let me just let her do her thing and i did it and here i am I had to do it. I had no choice. I was like, I'm not going back to a job like that. I was like, if this doesn't work, I'm going to be miserable forever. (laughs) So, so many things from that. One, you know, like you said, your husband and you knew each other. And then being in that environment and also what it highlights, because I've seen 
couples, you know, like your experience where they're in an environment together and it's not a positive environment and then taking it home and not having the boundaries impacts that energy, right? Like you experienced. Right. But then I've also seen people be in situations like that and or situations where they love their environment. They love the community. And so even if they do talk about it at home, it's pleasant. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's not a pressure. It's not like both people love it. Right. Like in a lot in our communities, as far as with Fit Life Creation, with Herbalife, all kinds of different things. And then even, I mean, all kinds of different businesses, like, you know, all kinds of different things. You see it. Um, but especially like to your point, when you see it negatively or a toxic environment and you're bringing it home, you don't have any separation from the stress or whatever is happening there. Right. Then I love how like you brought this up and we didn't even talk about this before, but it's so much insight for people to get that when you were like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to leave. I'm going to do blogging full time. You laid the foundation. You had already been blogging and like researching and taking action for over two years or two years. Yeah. So you already had several, like, you know, the foundation set up, right. And you had Mm -hmm. the roadmap. Then you recognized and you even, and probably sometimes I would guess were easier or harder that, and I deal with this too. And I've, I mean, many of us have your mom or your husband or other people are like, what you're going to blog full time or be an influencer and make money because it's, you know, compared to a typical nine to five or compared to all these other ways to make money that exist, it's a new business model to make money off social media. And people don't realize, well, if you're going to like get your family to come along on the road, they get scared for you because they're terrified or they have different things with money or in their mind Mm -hmm. and they don't know it. It's fear of the unknown. And they really, really want to see you successful and they really, really want to see the result. Yeah. I mean, I, even, I was scared. I was like, what if it doesn't work? You know, what, what am I going to do then? Luckily that fear drove me and I was like, I have to make it work because I cannot go back to that. And I cannot have people like, I told you, you know, like I told you that wasn't going to work. I told you, you couldn't do that. I knew I couldn't go back to that. And I had too much pride to let people tell me like, I told you so. So I had to figure out how to make it work. (laughs) I love that you said that. And so relate to that because it's, it's exactly that, right? It's like this balance between faith, fear, and pride. That you're like, yeah. I figured out this before. I figured out this before. So I already know I have, like Marie Forleo says it, um, everything's figure outable, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I can figure it out. And like, but like you said, there's a lot of like stuff happening all at the same time before you get to that stable income flow and that growth income right. flow. Like there's a lot of work okay. and a lot of stuff inside out. So yeah. I love that you said that. So take us from that into then having your first son, mm-hmm. your mental health shifts, dealing with postpartum, dealing with depression, and how you did it. Yeah, so I think, so when I had my first son, um, when I had him, I think I had expectations for what it's like to be a mom, you know, and I thought it was going to be a bit easier, you know, I thought I would be able to handle it very well. And since he was my first, you know, I had no idea what it was like to go 48 hours without sleeping or not being able to shower, you know, bad hygiene, like all of that. I didn't, I had never, ever in my life experienced that. And it wasn't really something I thought about. And no one tells you that. Everyone's telling you the cute stuff about babies, 
no one's they're telling you you're not gonna sleep but you're kind of like well nap when the baby naps type of thing no like it's hard it's so hard to have a newborn especially the first one I think by the second one I had figured it out from the first but the first one is so hard so I caught myself just feeling really sad and because I had quit my job with him I was kind of like, what am I doing with my life? Like now I don't even know what I'm doing. I don't know if this is going to work. I don't know if that's going to work. I'm exhausted. I'm too exhausted to work. Like it was just so hard and it led to like, I don't know if it led, like something's off here. You know, the doctors figure everything out. And I admitted it because I was like, at this point I need to get my life together. And that is kind of the time period where my blog started to take off because once I accepted it, and I accepted help, I started and started telling people, people were more willing to help, like to go the extra mile because they knew I was not okay. Even my husband, like before that, I would say I kind of felt like he wasn't stepping up enough. But once he found out like the toll it was taking on me and on our marriage and on everything, he stepped up and I was able to get out of the house and go to the gym for an hour a day and take a shower, you know, with that help because I admitted it to it and I accepted it. And that's when I started feeling better, when I started exercising, getting out of the house. And that's when I started posting more. And that's why it kind of turned into like a whole fitness thing because that's when it started to take off. And I was very raw about it. I was very honest about it. Like I never felt the need to hide it and it's not even that I was coming from a place like I want to help other moms it was just I was just so open about it that I just didn't care because I've always been that kind of person so it just happened I don't know it kind of just happened and it took off and then I got pregnant again and I was like what was the time frame like what's uh what's your young or oldest son like they're they're 20 months apart so less than two years apart okay so I had two under two, which was another rough situation. <laughs> yeah. And I did get postpartum depression again, but it was not as severe as the first time. Like I, I knew how to manage it this time. And I knew how to be like, hey, this is going on. And I knew what I needed to do for myself. And it was very different, the first experience versus the second. Mm-hmm. But at that point, too, I was already earning income from my blog and from Instagram. So it was easier for me to be like, I'm going to sit back and take some time off and just enjoy my son because I don't have to build this business right now. And I already knew what I was doing, so I wasn't trying to learn. It was just very, very different. Mm -hmm. And I knew more about exercise, too, from my other son. So everything kind of slid into that one. Yeah, it was easier. It wasn't easy, but it was easier. It was a different kind of hard. I'm not a mom yet, but I can tell you like, I, so like, I didn't follow you when you went through like your first, you know, pregnancy. Uh-huh. I just found you what, like two, a month, two, three months ago, basically uh-huh. like, through activate. But I can tell you like being someone that doesn't have kids yet. And exactly what you said, like, you know, historically you see the cutesy, you see this, you see that, like even yeah. our parents really don't talk about it too much. Like, just seeing it recently with my brother and my sister-in-law, you know, literally when my niece was three weeks old, but this was like seven years ago, I was like, oh my God, this is a lot of work. But I appreciate people like you. And there's another mom, a new mom that I just started following, Nicole Lakin on Instagram that share about, like she even shared about her water birth. Like she shared like a ton. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and I'm sure you did too, obviously like through that journey, but I appreciate that because it gives you the real that 
hey, you just birthed a whole new human or you're about to birth a whole new human and not even that, but even the pregnancy, like all the stuff you're going through in the pregnancy, then when, you know, this little bundle of joy, but also a whole bundle of work is arriving Mm -hmm. and is there. And then the no sleep, the like no hygiene, the like, and then you're, and to your point, when you, you know, the first time around you had, and what's your older son's name? Javier. Javier. So when you had Javier, you had not just like family, him, but also on your mind was the business. Right. And then what's your younger son's name? Alex. Alex. Oh, that's my brother's name. We didn't talk about that last <laughs> time either. Oh, that's so cute. So when you had Alex, you then, like you said, there was more things and more momentum that had been built. So you didn't feel as much pressure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, I already knew, like, I kind of got the hang of it with my first son. So it was easier for me to know, like, the cues and the cries and the how to change a diaper and how to do this and how to bathe them. You know, I knew how to do that already because I had practice. With my first son, I didn't have that. Now what was new was the fact that I had two kids going through two different stages, you know, one going through his terrible twos and the other one being a newborn, not sleeping. So that was hard, but... Like I said, it was just a different kind of hard. Different transition. So it was easier life. for me to navigate. Yeah. And it's it, like you were, as you were talking, I had a flash of, I wonder if at some point there's going to be baby classes where they bring in babies, like with parents and then have you practice on their diapers or like purposely, purposely sleep deprive you for like two, three days. Oh my God. They should. I feel like there's so many things people don't warn you about. Like even when I got pregnant with my second a lot of people were like, well, just knock them both out of the way. You know, it's easier to just have them close together because then you get it over with or they'll be best friends. My kids fight 24-7. They are not best friends. And I'm like, everyone made it seem like it was going to be, they were just going to be best friends holding hands and singing Kumbaya or whatever. They fight all day. Like, they'll walk past each other and just punch each other for no reason. Literally no reason. And I'm like, you know, you really have to take what people say with a grain of salt. Because you don't and know until you know. Or you do what I did, because it's hard. Yeah, you don't know until you know, because your kids are your kids. Right. And it's, you know, and then you don't know what, it's like, you know, one of my friends, like good friend Silvana, she has three kids. And I met her when she was first pregnant <laughs> with the first. And they're all so different. Like, so different. One, David, he's super quiet, reserved. I mean, if he knows you, he'll talk, but he's more like really mm-hmm. chill. Then Abby is kind of a in-between chill and outgoing, but, you know, very ladylike, very sweet. And then Isaac, their youngest, is like this, like, bundle of joy that wants to run everywhere. And he's very, like, if he doesn't want to do something, he won't do it. Or, like, there's a lot of, like, you know what I mean? And he's, like... We were at a ballet performance once with Ev, and he was, like, yelling, talking. Like, he doesn't care. Like, totally different. Yeah, because they don't know, and they have no idea. And it's, like, it's so easy to fall into the trap of, which happened with me. Like, my first baby was so well-behaved and so good and so cool, calm, and collective. I could have another one. I could handle two of those. And then you have the other one, and it's, like, hold on. Where did you come from? Who are you, like? You have to learn different things because they're so different. So even though you have that experience, there's other things you don't like. My second one, his nickname, everyone calls him the tornado. Because <laughs> he doesn't stop. Like he literally takes four hour naps because when he's up, 
He's just running around the entire house, getting into who knows what. And then my other one's like, would you stop it? Like, they're just constantly battling. Well, and, and the other one, he's probably so... different personalities. He's probably the first one, like you said, is so quiet. And here comes this tornado. Yeah. And he's like, dude. He's ruining his life. <laughs> Everything he's built and his peaceful little area, the other ones just comes and just messes it up. And he's just like... <laughs> he's not happy about it <laughs> but it's also like i look at stuff like that like for example in my case i was an only child um are mm-hmm. you where are you in your family like as far as the five of you i'm the youngest oh wow so you had a lot of wisdom from watching everyone else yes and i think that's played that's been beneficial to me as well Huge. <laughs> and the reason why i caught that is every time i meet the like youngest child whether it's third second third fourth fifth they always learn so much from watching the other sibling. Yeah, for sure. Like in my case, I, so I was opposite. I was alone for seven years almost. I was an only child for almost seven years. So imagine all the attention from my parents, all right. about me. And then I prayed for a sibling and my mom got pregnant and I was super excited. But when he showed up, I was like, wait a minute. You're taking up all this time from my parents. I want my time. Mm-hmm. But then my mom said something that was perfect. And it's amazing how like your parents can really know you. She, and I said, I think you love him more because you spend more time. And she's, and I was, you know, literally like what, six years old. Right. And she says, I love you the same, but I've loved you longer. So in my brain that equated, oh, I've had more of your time. Right, so right. So then I became like Miss Helper and wanted to help her all the time <laughs> with my little brother. But even then it was such like weird dynamics in the beginning because I would like get him to do stuff all the time. But anyway, right. it's, it's always interesting like in what way? Because like you said, you were the youngest of five. So I'm sure like you learned so much from watching them. Oh, yeah. And my husband is the youngest of his siblings as well. But there's a very large age gap between them. So there's like 17 years between him and his sister. Oh, wow. I so can totally relate to that. Baby. Yeah. So he was like and an only like, child again. He really wanted to have two kids close together because he never had that. Yep. So he that's partly where it came. Like, okay, I gave in because everyone made it seem like it was going to be cute. In my opinion, I think probably like a four-year gap is ideal <laughs> now that I know but whatever yeah, it happens how it happens right and then I love right. how you shared as you went on you shared with people because I'm sure that also gave you purpose like pain mm-hmm. like the pain turned into purpose that okay it's not just about me Jessica I'm also helping people as I go through this so I, mm-hmm. and then you also had an outlet to express yourself right yeah exactly and I think a big game changer for me was when I started receiving messages from like my followers and they were like, you've helped me so much. And, you know, thanking me, which is something I never even set out to do, to be honest. Like, I wish I could say that I set out to like help other women. And so like, that was my goal this whole time. It wasn't honestly, my goal was to make money so I could stay home with my kids. And that just happened in the process. Like so many people say, it's not about money. It's not about that. I think a lot of times It is. I think a lot of people have the goal to make money and they try to figure out how to do that. And that was my goal. And then in the process, it just so happened that I was helping these women. And that's where things started to change for me, where I was like, you know what? I have a platform now. Like I can use this 
in a positive way, in a beneficial way, because I know there's a lot of people out there like me where I was a year ago, maybe not where I am now, but where I was before. And, but it was those messages. It took me seeing messages from other women for me to realize the power of the internet, I guess, social media, blogs, everything. The digital economy, all of it, like the courses, Mm -hmm. like all of that. I love two things you said about that. The awareness that sometimes it is out of money, right? Whether it's desperation Mm -hmm. or inspiration, But I love Mm -hmm. how you realize you're like, okay, your initial goal. And I think, like you said, this is a lot of people. The initial goal for you was I want to make money and I want to be free of corporate and I want to be at home with the kids and I want to do this. Like I want this freedom. Mm -hmm. Um, And then as a byproduct, you started to get these messages and realize like that, you know, along the way it was also inspiration and that that was priceless, like the impact on people's lives. And then also, like you said, the power of the platform to, because basically, if you look at it now, whether it's a podcast, whether it's Instagram, whether it's a website, like now the access to the digital economy, social media, website tools, you know, all of that, we have such a power as entrepreneurs that did not exist five, 10, 20 years ago to really impact people. You know, back then you saw whether it was Oprah or whoever it was like, oh, I couldn't do that. But now you realize like all this, all these platforms give you the freedom of speech and freedom to connect with people. So I love that. Um, So let's talk about transitions to sharing fitness. And so we talked about that, sharing the fitness, the relatability, creating community, Anything else about community and the impact? Um, anything else along those lines, like you talked about, and empowering women? Oh, man, there's so much to say when it comes to that because I never plan to be a fitness influencer, and I still don't feel like that's what I am, but that's kind of what I got pegged as because a lot of my stuff was fitness. But, you know, I'm not the fittest person out there. I wouldn't even say I'm actually fit. It was following my journey, um, both partum and then leading from that it kind of just stuck you know and what do I say I feel like because of that because I got pegged as a fitness influencer it came with like trolls because they're like that's not a fitness you know influencer or whatever and that's kind of where those boards came from where I started joking about it because I'm like look it's not that serious like you don't have to be 10% body fat to be, to talk about fitness, like anyone can work out. And that's kind of where it came from, where I started joking about it. And then like the fitness industry started getting upset because they're like, she takes fitness as a joke. Why do you guys even like interview her or whatever? Like any uh, platform that had covered me, they'd be like, why do you guys, it's all a joke to her. She's not really into fitness or whatever. So there was that. And then the trolls and it's hard, you know, it it was hard at the time for me to deal with that because it was new to me. And I think joking about it and just being like, whatever, and letting it roll off my shoulders, learning how to do that, because I won't say that that's easy, but it comes with the constant trolls and the constant people talking down on you. Now it just rolls off my shoulder. I I wouldn't even say I have trolls anymore, because if they're there, I ignore them. Like, I don't even think about it. And a follower had made a comment to me one time. She actually left me a really mean comment on one of my posts, and I replied to her. And she was like, the only reason I said that is because I knew you would reply to the negative comment 
out of all the comments and I was trying to get your attention. And that really stuck with me. Like yep. she probably didn't even remember that, but I never forgot that because I was like, she's right. I was like all these positive comments and I don't, you know, take the time to reply to them because there's so many. But when I see something negative, I respond and I was like, I need to do the opposite. So now you'll see, I try to reply to every comment because that really just stuck with me. Unless if it's a negative comment, I may reply. I may not. I don't know. But the positive ones, I try to make the effort to be like, you know what? Thank you. I love. Go ahead. No, I was just that changed a lot for me. Like my followers have changed a lot for me. Honestly, a lot of my growth comes from them and things they have told me. Yep. I love I love that you said that, that you recognize because we're so, you know, in our in a lot of times in our culture, our families have conditioned us to focus on the negative. You know, and sometimes people mm -hmm. will say like, oh, it's constructive. It's this, it's that. It's like, no, we're not focusing on the positive. Like we're so, we'll go, literally we'll run over all the positive evidence, all the people we're empowering. And I've definitely been guilty of that. And mm -hmm. so focused on, oh, this one person I didn't please, let me try to get them on my side. And it's realizing like, yeah. you know what? Like, like you said, like you're very focused on making fitness relatable for women, no matter where they're at, mm -hmm. whether they are 10%, 15%, whether they're, you know, whatever, like struggling with weight, being a mom, whatever. You're like whoever connects and I loved your message. Like it's all about self-love. It's all about empowerment. It's all about progress. Like even on your thing where you're like, I work out, but I eat tacos. So like mm -hmm. you can tell where like you're more focused on someone that has and wants balance, like in different ways. Right. Exactly. You know, so that's your like that's your focus. And we talked about this last time. Like I love, like I went through a different things with balance, but I learned from myself I'm a very extreme person. Meaning mm -hmm. I would keep going up and down, up and down, up and down. And where I found my happy medium is competing like once a year, but then staying mm -hmm. on point the whole time because I know my tendencies. So I think it's very right. important to know your tendencies, to know like what your goals are and to work within that and challenge yourself with whatever is the best next step for your journey. But I love that you focus on self-love. Because without self-love, yeah, it's the yeah. most important thing. Because until I loved myself and loved my body in all its forms, even the past, like I couldn't get past certain points. So I love that. So yeah. let's talk about the business as we kind of close out and wrap everything up. You talked about last time that we chatted, the last year, like you had like a year of being hyper-focused and getting mm -hmm. like easy living to like a huge point, like how did that happen? What was the mindset? And then how do you do it all? Like in the context of being, you know, you taking care of you, the husband, the babies, the business, all of it. It's hard. It's a never ending. I feel like I'm always working, but because I enjoy what I do, it doesn't feel like work, work. And I mean, there are times where I get burnt out, but I think I'm at a point where I like really love what I do. So when I'm creating things, like I just created my planner, like I just got them in. I, I don't saw know if that. I, I saw that. Yeah. I was going to mention your planner because when I was looking at the <laughs> website, yeah. So I, I was going to mention something, but keep going. Well, like it's that, like I, I knew when I was creating it that there was a need for it and my heart was in it, you know, it was a passion and I knew it didn't exist and I knew it was something that would help me. Therefore it would help my followers and I, you know, created that and I just got them in the other day actually, but it's been a constant, it's a battle. It's not easy. Like 
I did put my kid. I had to put my kids in daycare because I cannot absolutely cannot focus like if they're there all the time. So I did put them in full time daycare. And that was a big change that helped me focus. Um, when they were home, it was when they napped, I was working. When they went to sleep, I was working. Sometimes while they would eat lunch or whatever, I was working. So it was constant work. If I Sometimes I'd be with them working on my phone. But I knew in order for me to really, really focus, I had to put them in daycare. So they've been in daycare for about a year and that was partly why I was able to take that time and really focus because had I not done that, it, it, I'm just being honest, it wouldn't be that easy. And I think a lot of people make it seem like it is, like anything's possible. No, like the hours in my day don't look like the hours in your day. So we don't all have the same 24 hours. There might be someone taking a bus, whereas the other person's driving, you know, like our hours are split very differently. And I think that's important because when my hours were split between my kids being home all day, I was not able to do as much as I am now that they're in daycare all day. And I can, while they're in daycare, I can work out, I can shower, I can prep and I can make sure we're eating healthy. And then I can still work on my business. Whereas if they were home, I'd be like, ah, like I could not do all of that. So that was a big thing for me, getting them in daycare. You know, now Chicago has free pre-K wow. for public and public school, which is new. So I'm moving them over to that, obviously. But that was a big thing for me. I think daycare, childcare, some sort of childcare. Um, before that, though, I did have help from my mother-in-law and from my mom. They would watch my kids if I needed to get something done. So I've always had that help that I know not everybody has. And that was how I was able to really, really focus and then... I hired a manager, you know, my income was well enough where I was able to hire a manager to help me with sponsored work. I was able to hire photographers. I was able to do things like that, that I wasn't able to do before when I was growing, but that those were things that really kind of skyrocketed everything, you know, and I can't say I did that on myself. I had help for sure. No, I love that. I love several things that you said. One, you talked about the help as a mom that you had from your from your mom, from your mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. Then that you decided to invest in, you know, creating the boundary and the space for them, but also for you and for the business with daycare. Like, you know, just giving that separation and that focus. And then also how you talked about then, you know, growing even more. Like, I'm also a big proponent of simplifying and scaling. And there's a period for sure, like you said, like you're doing the photography, you're doing the videography, you're doing the tech support, mm-hmm. you're doing the responses. But it's also yeah. like with the mindset of thinking, okay, where can I invest in this next? Like, for example, loading courses, right? Like Fiverr, if you don't use Fiverr or anyone that doesn't use Fiverr, it's a great, easy way to start to getting help with different things or upwork. Yeah you know, or different things like that. Because as you grow, like I would imagine to your point, the manager, like you said, you know, as you grow, you've got 170K plus followers on Instagram and then you've got, you know, over 400K views on web views. So of course you want people to weed through things that are legit or not legit or that you want to do or that right. you don't want to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, see that. Without help, I think it's a lot harder. And and I mean, that comes with growth as well, because it was easier for me to manage when I had less followers and less traffic, obviously. But now it's like something is always wrong with my website. And I always, I don't know anything about tech. Like I could sit there 
for 24 hours trying to figure something out and then I'll hire someone and they'll have it done in an hour. And I think that's worth it. Um, For a period, all the income I made from my business went right back into my business for a while. Mm -hmm. And then now I'm finally at a point where, you know, I'm obviously coming up on the better side of things. I'm actually making a profit, but that wasn't all, you know, that wasn't always. I took, the first year, maybe the first two years were really hard and I wasn't sure if I'd be able to do it, but I stuck it through. And I think that's what happens. Like a lot of people aren't willing to stick through that and they quit right before the breakthrough. And then they say it's not possible. It's not doable, but it's just, they just don't stick it out. Just, just long enough. If you just stick it out a little bit longer, there's that breakthrough. I love that you said that because it's the combination of the mindset with the consistency And it's like, you know, there's a saying that it takes, I think way, I don't remember the number, but it's way more energy to get a plane off the ground than it is to fly. So that consistency and that push and that drive. And I love that you talked about because that's also been, you know, my reality. The first several years are hard. You know, we didn't grow up with an entrepreneur mindset. Like we didn't build a business from scratch before. So it's like you're learning all this new stuff and all these new people and all these new things and it takes time. And most people won't, mm-hmm. will focus on instant gratification versus delay. So, so many things. So with that being said, where do you see Easy Living Today going? Like what's the vision? Currently, I'm moving things over. I'm still keeping Easy Living Today, but I'm kind of transitioning into products. So less sponsored work and more products. So Yay! I have a fitness guide coming out um, that I did with my personal trainer. He's certified. So we made a um, a fitness guide for women, for busy moms that they can do at home. So we're, we have that complete. I'm just editing it. We have a meal plan by a nutritionist. And I have my planner, which I actually I have it right here. Let me see. So I just got them in. So I have my planner. This is my baby. This is my passion. So you see it's not, I don't know. Can you see? I can see. Uh Uh-huh. It's just simplify for moms. So you see they get a space to do their goals. They get a space to do their motivation before and after. But the real thing is here they get to track, you know, their daily fitness. And the reason I did that was because for me, it was hard. Like I thought I was doing all this hard work. And until I sat down and wrote down exactly what I was doing, I realized, Hey, maybe I'm cheating a little too much. (laughs) Maybe I'm not working out as much as I thought I was, you know, I give them a space too to do like their weekly meal planning, their groceries, their motivation, like checking in every month and stuff like that. And this honestly, more than the meal plan, more than the fitness guide. I think this was so essential to me because I, before I made this, I made my own in a planner for myself. Like I took a planner and I did it myself. And I think this was so essential to me getting it, getting my fitness life together. And even though I'm not like bodybuilding or anything like that, it's still the reason fitness is important to me is because I saw the breakthrough with my postpartum depression because of how good I felt after working out and how much eating better changed my mood in general. It made me a better mom and, even if your goal isn't to be, and these are my people, the people who maybe your goal isn't to be a bodybuilder, to compete, you still want to be a better mom and feel better about yourself. And you can love yourself and still want to do better for yourself at the same time. Like they're not mutually exclusive. I get that a lot too. Like if you love yourself so much, why are you working out? Why are you trying to change your body? And I was like, 
you can better yourself or do things for your health. You that's know, a, it's crazy. That's a crazy mindset. Like we are designed to right? move. We're like, and when people say stuff like that, I'm like, you do realize that if you become sedentary, you gain weight, your health is worse. Like, like you said, like my right. mental connects to movement so much. Exactly. You feel so much better. Literally. Like I will fight my trainer. Like I will <laughs> literally tell him, I don't want to do this. I'm not going to do it and he'll make me do it. And then when I'm done, I feel great. Like, I'm like, I'm glad I did it. I feel great because exercise has that power. Like you feel so good. Yes. Oh my God. So many. So I love that you're thinking, and we kind of touched on this last time too, like more of a lifestyle brand, like similar, like what we're creating more of like products, more things on your platform instead of like constantly seeking solely sponsorships because of right, the, right. the differences in the stability. So that's more confirmation and right. all of that. Yeah. So um, anything else you want to share to those listening, if they want to, you know, transform, inspire, anything else along the lines with easy living today, you personally, Jessica, anything? Well, if you're looking for, you know, a regular down to earth mom, you can find me. Um, all my handles are easy living today. My website's easylivingtoday.com. If you're interested in the planner, that's also on easylivingtoday.com. I'm very easy to find. Everything's just easy living today. So I'd love to have you. If you're a follower again, thank you so much. I appreciate everything again. I wouldn't be here if it weren't for all of you trusting me, following me, and just connecting with me all the time. Like you don't realize, I don't think followers realize how helpful they are to your mental health, to your financial health. So every single yes. aspect of your life. And I'm so thankful to have that and to have the platform. Yes. Thank you so, so much, Jessica. It's been such a pleasure on how easy leaving today is arriving with you and learning so much about you, getting so much wisdom and insight and community from you and just super grateful to have you. Thank you. Thank you so much Thank for having you me. For tuning in with me on it's a fit life creation podcast. If you haven't already, head on over to our fitlifecreation.com website, follow us on all our social channels, and explore our freebies library. You'll find freebies on health, freebies on wealth, freebies on biz, and all-in-one. Explore at our experiences, events, influencers. We help the community and influencers get healthy, make money, and build brands. To create a life and a business you love.